Go team. Go team. Ah, <laughs> should just leave it at that. Go team. Go team. Roll intro. <laughs> Spark! Welcome to the Inverus Podcast with your hosts, Callum and Claire. the Inverus podcast episode four four whole weeks of podcast recording i don't think i've wow. done four committed to doing four of anything that's a lie you've made at least four songs i don't think i finished four songs though so if we finish this podcast we'll probably break my record of finishing something well we've got an ep to put out we do so shameless plug for this thing that might not ever happen. It'll happen, Callum. Like I'm writing stuff. You better be writing stuff. Uh, I'm coming up with something or other. Yeah. Good. Good. I'm trying. I'm st- trying. Definitely trying. We're getting there. Anyway, uh, tonight's beverage is uh, we're drinking red wine. Yeah. And it is Campo Viejo Tempranillo. I think I think mine is from 2018. I don't know if that really matters, though. Um, I don't know. My, the bottle's in the kitchen. I poured my glass and I took you it You silly billy. Um, it's still it, tasty, though. It is still tasty. I'm going to taste it now. Um, again, it's like one of those really commonly available things because the thing we had planned to drink tonight, it didn't show up, so... Well, you got yours. I didn't get mine, um, which is very upsetting. So I guess we'll just have to drink that another time. Yeah, another time. Uh, I was looking forward to it as well. Me too. I won't reveal what it is. I will reveal what it is when we finally drink it. Yeah, probably next but... week. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's episode is all about sports. Sports! Sports! I was thinking about this through the week, and I was trying to decide, because sports is very broad. And I was like... Do we keep this like just like team sports? Oh, sorry, punching the microphone. I do apologize. Um, keep it team sports, or do we also talk about just sports? Um, because obviously my work has to do with a lot of sports as well. Oh yeah, yeah, that's um, true. That's true. Um, well, if we keep it to team sports, the problem with that is that I'm not someone who has watched a lot of team sports, so I will have very limited topics to discuss. Plus, your work's interesting, so I want to hear it. Um, I suppose we should probably start with the thing that we kind of have in common, which is hockey. Yeah, ice hockey. Ice hockey. For those annoying British people like us. Yes. Who, um... Not proper hockey. Yeah, not like not like hockey that I played in the blaze pitch in high school um, in the freezing cold. No, 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 no. Like ice hockey. Specifically, like, the NHL uh, during uh, Canada and the US. I think we'll find that like most of like the team sports that like I tend to watch is American sports. Same, to be honest. Um, um, which I, both, like, 
I don't mind, but also angers me a little bit because I'm like, I <laughs> should be liking the proper sports made well, by the proper people. Um, but I have a local, I say local, it's within the Glasgow area. Um, but I do have a hockey team that is local-ish to me that I actually follow on the periphery. I don't really know too much about the league that they're in. Um, but my, my local hockey team is the Glasgow clan. Um, and I kind of check in, I was like, oh, is the Glasgow clan doing well? Ah, uh-huh, yeah, so you kind of like passively... Oh yeah, it's the, the Elite Ice Hockey League. Um, that's that's the league that they play in, but I think that league covers like the whole of the UK. Um, because there's the Fife Flyers as well, that's another team in Scotland that I know of. Um, and the Dundee Stars, the Sheffield Steelers. Um... They just seem to take names from American teams. I don't know. but uh, And they play. Their strip is purple. Their jerseys are purple. They have purple jerseys. That's the best kind of jerseys. One more time, they have purple jerseys. So that's cool. Yeah. If they had, like, orange trimmings on it, I'd be sold. Well, the little bit that says Brayhead on it, because they're sponsored by Brayhead because they play at the Brayhead Arena. Um, okay. Yeah, it has. it's orange. So it does have some orange on it, Callum. Oh, scored. I'm sold. I need I need to be in this team. Okay. Well, when, when I don't know when the new season. I don't even know if they're playing. I don't know what's happening with the the hockey in the UK due to the pandemic. But I know a lot more about like the NHL and we we don't support the same team though. We support we do not. totally different totally teams. teams. Uh who do you support? I mean, I know the I... answer, but I was asking for, you know, everyone else. Yeah, for the, for the the audience inverted commas audience. Um we love you if you're listening, genuinely. But uh, my my hockey team is the Vegas Golden Knights, who are a baby hockey team. They're they've just done three seasons, and the reason that I, well, this isn't the real reason that they became my hockey team. I'm sure me and Callum will explain in due course we will explain. how they came to be my hockey team. <laughs> It's bad. It's, it's not good. the correct way it's of choosing It's the a best way. Um, and actually, uh, later on, everyone should play at home. Yeah, they should. They should do it. But um, so they are my hockey team. And the reason I decided after selecting this hockey team to stick with them was that they were brand new. Brand new team. Um, they just come out of a season where they'd done fantastically well because I started following them at the very start of their second season. Um, they've done fantastically well um, having been what they called the golden misfits because it was all these players that the other hockey teams felt that they could give up during the expansion draft. So they weren't expected to do very well. And then they got to the Stanley Cup final in their first season. Um, and that story really like captured me and I was like, oh, wow. So there was that. And then there's the fact that I'm new, they're new. Why not follow a new team? Because um, I don't need to learn a gigantic history about a team. And ultimately, having watched a couple of games, we have a very good friend who is very into hockey. She's a, a Penguins fan. But I watched a couple of games, you know, and listened to some of what she had to say about hockey. Um, and I found it really exciting, really fast paced. There's fights, not very often. And a lot of the fights are just like punch, punch, punch. I love the penalty box. I love everything about it. It's just so exciting and so fun. Um, and Mark andre Fleury is my favourite goaltender. Like, oh, just so good. <laughs> um, we all, like, I was convinced that we were getting rid of him. Like, the trade window is happening. 
and um i think it'll be done like the trades will all be sort of sorted by the time uh this goes out but no uh i was convinced they were going to trade him like we don't have enough cap space and <laughs> uh we have like another goalie uh, at the moment, Robin Leonard, who's a good goalie, and we didn't have an awful lot of like cap space because in American sports, you know, they're like, oh, well, that's just how much your salary should be for all players, uh, and if you go over that, then you'll get like heavily penalized. So, yeah, I was convinced they were going to trade him, but they ended up getting rid of yeah Nate Schmidt uh, and trading in for uh, Alex Pietrangelo, who was the former captain. Of a certain other hockey team. If you didn't guess, it's my hockey team. The St. Louis Blues! Woo! Um, who I chose. I guess um, I'll, I'll need to come up with like a, an actual nice reason for choosing them um, as well, other than our stupid method. But, um, I mean, I like them because music note. There we go. There you go. Jazz. It's a really nice emblem, like a really good logo. It's really nice. Claire bought me their hat. Um, yeah. And it's, honestly, it's a lovely hat. It looks nice and it feels nice. So if nothing else, the St. Louis Blues have nice hats. <laughs> but yeah, the, the way that we, we chose our um, hockey teams is, well, I had I had an NFL team that I follow, the Chicago Bears. And I have a basketball team that I follow, the Denver Nuggets. Claire, uh, I think you chose a I chose uh, an NFL team. team. Yeah, I did. Not for the purposes of this. I just randomly went, that's my NFL team because they have a bird. The Cardinals. It's the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Poor Claire. I know. Um, (laughs) You did choose a basketball team as well, didn't you? Well, I've had a basketball team for a while. Uh, Uh, I follow the Portland Trailblazers. um, Rip City. Yep. They're my basketball team. I don't really watch basketball, though. (laughs) I don't really watch basketball either. Uh, I just like the Nuggets because they're from Denver. Uh, and a lot of my family on my mum's side are really into the NFL and they're all Denver Broncos fans. So at a young age, I was told that Denver is the best. So I chose the Denver Nuggets. One, they're called the Nuggets. And two, they're from Denver. And the Chicago Bears being my uh, football team. The Bears. The Bears. Um, I drew, we drew a line between our... <laughs> a straight line. To see what state we ended up in. Of between our football teams is city and the basketball team city, and in whichever um city was in the middle would be our um hockey team's team. Um <laughs> so fu- unfortunately we would never have gotten any Canadian teams. But the funniest thing about it was I drew a straight line and the middle of my straight line was Nevada. And I was like, there's no way that there is a hockey team. In Nevada, because we knew nothing about the NHL before we I did this. I still know nothing about the NHL. I know to be so fair, much but... more than you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because I like religiously watched all of the Golden Knights games, like in that first season. Um, I would like go to bed because we're in Scotland, so like, you know, those games are not on during like sociable hours. Uh, so I would be like, I'd go to bed at like eight o'clock at night set my alarm for like half two and get up to watch my team play hockey that's like how into it i am um i didn't do that so much this season a because pandemic and b like i spent all of this season pregnant and or having small baby so 
out really at the time um and my sleep schedule is entirely dictated by a tiny tiny boy um which is great like i'm really happy but it's meant i've kind of missed a lot of what's happened this season mm-hmm. but yeah like i'm so i love it i love it so much so good <laughs> i was really fortunate because the blues before i came along the blues were doing a bit yeah all right they were fine uh, and then i come along i'm like i support the blues <laughs> yeah it was all you it was all you, Cal. It was all me. And uh, what happens? They just climb the ladder right to the top and win the Stanley Cup. So To be fair. I'm not I'm not saying I'm a good luck charm, but The playoffs in two thousand and nineteen were madness. There were was <clears throat> chaos. All these teams got in, like total wild cards. Like the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are the current Stanley Cup champions right now, um they got they got um swept like in their first like what'd you call it words blah, blah, blah. yeah they, they got um swept uh in the first round of the playoffs um which was crazy because the tampa bay lightning had done so well uh that season so so well um and then the blues just came along and won the stanley cup crazy madness yes. Excellent is what it was. I mean, they they didn't win again, so no. But um, they're not doing too badly just now. Uh, forty-two wins. That's good, I think. <laughs> well, the the season's finished now, so. Oh, okay. We had yeah. forty-two wins. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, I think. Whereas my team, this playoffs. Um, yeah, because it was really weird with the coronavirus and everything. Um, they set up two bubble cities. And okay. Yeah, um, so I have not kept up with it at all this year. Whatsoever. The Eastern Conference and the Western Conference went to two separate bubble cities and played all their matches in this bubble where they weren't allowed to go outside. They weren't allowed to see their families or anything. They had to just stay there for the entirety of the time that their team was in it. Um, and my team got to the conference final. So, um, and then we lost, which sucked. We did better than last season because um. We got put out by the Sharks in 2019, uh, and it was the worst. It was the absolute worst. There was like a, a four-minute penalty or something. I can't remember. It was it was ages ago, and I tried really hard to forget about it. And a bunch of our guys were in the penalty box, and then, yeah, it it was bad. Like, I think they scored four goals in like eight minutes or something. Just heartbreaking. Um... But yeah, as I said, I try to wipe it from my memory um, and move on. I'm just glad right now that we are keeping Marc-Andre Fleury. Pacioretty is still in our team. I love Patches. Um, William Carlson's just great. Have you seen his hair? Uh, I haven't, actually, to be, <laughs> to be honest. Callum Blaine, I'm disappointed in you. I mean... William Carlson is a beautiful, beautiful Vikingy man. He is beautiful. Let's have a look. All right, sure. Give you that. You can you can tweet us here. Why not? Yeah. Okay. I'll put that on the Twitter. I'll put that yeah. on the Twitter when this episode goes up. I'll put it right up there. Just a gif. Right up there. Just a gif. Right up there with that 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 time that the, the Blues won the Stanley Cup, and that's going to be like my hockey chats forever. Um, remember that time where I started following hockey and the Blues won. The reason the Blues haven't won since is because I haven't watched hockey as much. That's what it is. Um, so they just need me to kind of up my game. 
start paying attention to to the to the hockey and um i tried to get um stuart into hockey but he was like no none of these teams appeal to me and then he heard that seattle was gonna get a team and he was like oh i like seattle so then he's like whatever seattle pick that's my team stuart's really into like uh, cryptids and stuff he likes his monsters and his lovecrafty and horror and stuff like that um so when they picked the name uh kraken <laughs> he was like yes plus i don't know if you've seen the seattle kraken jersey that they they revealed i, I did actually. oh my god yeah oh my god so beautiful it's like absolutely stunning um unlike the vegas golden knights new horrible mustard sparkly mustard jersey i know it's gold but it just it doesn't look good i hate it personally i know there are people out there who love it and that's great like wonderful but uh not for me but yeah so next season's gonna be really interesting because you've got the expansion draft that's going to be happening um which my team are not really taking part in because they're too new uh so every other team will have to um leave players open for the expansion draft uh, at the end of next season uh, and that is just going to be really, really, really weird and cool uh, to see. Because um, obviously I missed the expansion draft for Vegas, so I didn't get to see that whole process before play out before my eyes. Um, but it'll be really, really interesting. It'll be interesting to have another team, and it'll be interesting to see how they do. Um, so yeah, if you're going to get back into hockey, Callum, maybe not next season. For the end of next season. End of next for season. For the expansion draft. And then, yep, that's that's what I'll do. And then the Blues will win. I'm calling it now. No, they won't. The Blues, the Blues are gonna Vegas win. Not are next, going not next season. Win. No, not next season. But the season after, the Blues are going to win. Vegas will win the next two Stanley Cups. I disagree. <laughs> well, agree to disagree, Callum. Because my okay, so winning. I think, I think, okay, maybe Vegas will win next season, but the Blues will stomp it the season after, and that's that's fact. I'm. Throwing it down now, I will put it somewhere on the internet in writing. Well, speaking of which, so I don't know if anyone remembers, um, not that they would, but in 2016, I tweeted on my personal Twitter. It's pinned on his Twitter. It is pinned on my Twitter that the Chicago Bears are going to win Super Bowl 55. Now, I don't know if you're aware, but that just happens to be this upcoming Super Bowl. And currently, at time of recording, this might change um, when it actually goes out throughout the week. <laughs> um, but we are four and one. We have lost one game so far in the five that we have played, and we are. Oh, we're gonna do it. Honestly, do Callum, it. it's gonna happen, and I am going to be. See if they lose. <laughs> if they lose, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I know. Because I remember, I can't remember what happened, but it was some sports-related sadness that you had, and it was me you came to. <laughs> I just got all these really oh, sad no. texts. Okay, you were we raging. Were, this was the, I think I think this was last last season or the season before. I can't remember, but we were going to go into the playoffs if we win this game, and it came down to a field goal, and whatever his name is, Cody Parkey or whatever the fuck his name is had already hit the upright posts three times in the game. And I was like, okay, surely, surely this is the one. You've got this. So he, you know, lines it up. And then um, he goes, and he hits the fucking upright. 
and we lose. And we don't, and I was like, they're going to do it. It's going to be great. The bears are shit, but they're going to do it. And they didn't. And they I didn't was very do upset. It. No, he was so it. sad. It was so awful. Um, uh, yeah, he was unfortunate. I felt that I didn't feel bad for him at the time. But a few days later, I felt bad for him because obviously he doesn't have a job anymore. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's just sport. Yeah. Because that's the thing. That's just sport. Um, Mark andre Fleury get traded. As much as I think every single Vegas Golden Knight fan loves him, he is the face of our team. Um, and like even back when he was in the Penguins, like everybody loves him. He just seems like a really cool, funny guy. All mm-hmm. of the all of his teammates love him. Um, he's constantly playing pranks. Uh, he still plays pranks on the Penguins when when he can. Um, and he just seems like a really sound decent person and every single vegas fan i know which isn't many because not very many people watch hockey here Eh, sucks but he's well loved um but if he got traded i would have been devastated like absolutely devastated but there would be nothing you could do about it because as they say oh it's a business first it is like but that's it well, you look at it. Um, oh, it hurts you, though. It hurts when they it leave. It does hurt. You like, look um, household name, Tom Brady. Everyone yep. knows who Tom Brady is, even if you don't watch like American football at all. I you know, know who Tom Brady is. You know who Tom Brady is. Face of the New England Patriots, who is now the quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh dear. There you go. I mean, he's an old man now. He's forty-three, I think. Mm. Um. So he's like past average retirement age so i think i think the, the pats were just like right well it's time to get in some new talent or whatever and they just bump they bump the, bump the guy off yeah um i don't actually know how how these things work and maybe he left who knows um but obviously tampa bay were like well you know number one quarterback in the league or whatever or suppose that i hate Tom we'll Brady. take Tom him an ass. well but, um, it's like, we'll take him it's like uh pietrangelo um for for vegas now formerly of the blues um, he's a great player. Like he's fantastic, but he's in his thirties. Um, and I've seen a lot of people complain because oh, seven-year contract, he will be like garbage by then. But honestly, when you run a sports team, I don't imagine you take on older players with the view, oh, they're going to be great ten years from now. No. A lot of the time you're taking them on and this is particularly the case with Vegas because of the amount of trades we had to make. Like We got rid of Nate Schmidt. We didn't trade for Pietrangelo. We got rid of Nate Schmidt and got I think it was a 2022 fourth round pick. Okay. And people were losing it because it was like, oh well obviously Twitter isn't experts. There's very rarely an expert on Twitter. Self-proclaimed expert. <laughs> is the type of expert, right? <laughs> but um and people are like, oh, Nate Schmidt's worth more than that. But really what they were doing was freeing up cap space so that they could take on Pietrangelo and get a really good player. But a lot of our players are young. Like Cody Glass, he's really young. Um, and a bunch of the other ones are quite young. So if you have some older players who are really experienced at the game, it's a good idea to have that dynamic where you have these older players who can teach the younger players and you know take them under their wing obviously i'm not in a hockey team i don't know really what what goes on in their locker room or in their training but 
you know, I think that there are other reasons for taking on older players. It isn't oh, just about how good they are. And he is a good player. Especially if you've got a young team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, and the, the thing is, like, um, people will complain about seven-year contracts and stuff. Most older players who get, like, seven to ten-year contracts or whatever, they don't do their full contract anyway. It's, well, if they're like, going to retire, they'll retire. It's, like, three years or whatever. Um, and generally, I think it prob- you're probably right where it is just, well, we'll get the older guy in to give these younger guys like an experienced role model or someone who's been in the game to give them that confidence and just that knowledge yeah that exactly yeah um and i would say as well that he's really good right now like right now he is excellent so there's no use you going oh in five years he'll be this and five years he'll be... because you don't really know what he's going to be like in five years he might still decide to play but suppose teams have got to <laughs> Uh, got to find the balance between future like longevity and actually winning games now. Oh, exactly, exactly. Um, there's no point. Well, there is, but there's no point in having like the the best. Like we've got the best team five years from now. But if that team get absolutely stomped five years in a row, the chances are they'll be pretty down on themselves and mm. they'll all get shafted anyway because well, the team is losing all the time. It isn't just like you, you can't really tell what somebody's season's going to be like because William Carlson's a great example of that. He scored less than 10 goals uh, when he was with the Columbus Blue Jackets. And when he got like drafted to the Golden Knights in the expansion draft, um, you know, nobody was really expecting that much of him. Because it's like he's not he's not that great, you know. Um, he hasn't shown any real, oh my god, this guy is fantastic. He probably has in like training um kind of behind the scenes because otherwise you wouldn't be in the nhl let's be honest but nobody was expecting like i think it was like a 47 48 goal season for him um his first season with the golden knights which is insane when you compare it to where he was the previous season so you don't know when someone's gonna just knock it out of the park um Mm -hmm. and you know obviously teams want all their players to do that um but they could surprise you you never know um, and that's part of what I like about sports um, is that is the moments where you're like, oh my god, did that just happen? Yeah, um, definitely. Those are my favorite favorite moments. Um, but anyway, I'm gonna ask you a question. What is the first sport that you got really into? Like whether that was when you were a kid or a teenager or now. The first sport I really got into, and I was a kid, uh, was shinty. I thought you might say that. I played a lot. Yeah, I played a lot of shinty as a kid. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, shinty is a Scottish sport that involves sticks and a ball. It's kind of like hockey, except with, I guess, less rules. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the only way I can describe it. It's it's violent. If if like if rugby is to football what rugby is, shinty is that to hockey. Um, not ice hockey to yeah. Oh yes, normal hockey. hockey. Ooh, yeah. normal inverted ho- commas. Real hockey. Oh, don't call it that. Real hockey. <laughs> no, I wouldn't accept it. <laughs> I wouldn't accept it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I played a lot of shinty. I was on the the Lewis shinty team for a while. You were even on TV playing shinty once. I wasn't playing shinty. You were pretending to play. Shinty. I was pretending to play shinty on TV. I was in a children's TV show called Katie Morag. Katie Morag. Um, Katie. I Morag. have a signed copy of a Katie Morag book. 
Do you? Yes. Um, oh. I didn't actually meet. Is it uh, Vary Hederwick? Is that her name? Uh, yes. She. Um, I, so. I never. I never met her. But um, I was on the ferry to Barra. I think when I was like five, and there was a signed copy of Katie Morag and the two grandmothers for sale. Uh, and my parents bought it for me, and I still have it. Oh, there's a nice aside for the podcast derailment. Oh, um, so yeah, no, I was playing Shinty in that, and that's obviously because I was part of the. It was actually really weird that um, this is a complete tangent as well. Sorry, everyone. Mm. Um, but uh, I wasn't like chosen to do that because I played Shinty. I did it because uh, I emailed that they were like asking for extras and stuff, so I emailed, and it just so happened to be the Shinty episode where they got some of the Shinty boys in as well, and they were like, "Oh, it's you," because uh, I hadn't played Shinty for a good few years at that point. <laughs> Uh, and I was like, oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, you're going to come back to training? And I said, yep, yep, definitely. Still haven't gone back. Uh, you're a busy man, Callum. I'm too busy. You're in high too demand. Too busy for my own good. I mean, high demand. I am very lucky that I get this undivided attention. <laughs> if you I'm joking. <laughs> we talk all the time. Um, but no. That's why I'm so busy. <laughs> for me, yeah, it's, it's all my Absorbing fault. Absorbing all my time, um, honestly. For me, when I was a youth... I very briefly had a stint in my primary school's football team. Uh, okay. But I hated it. I only did it because they needed people for this competition and they had to have an A team and a B team. I was instant B team. Um, I sucked at it. Aww. I didn't enjoy it either. I was never like into sports. Sports was never a thing, like with the exception of rounders, but rounders isn't really a recognized sport. Um, so yeah. Which it, it should, should be. be. Renders um, is like baseball, but more fun, in my opinion. Better. Just better. Um, I don't know um, if you play rounders in England, but it's definitely been like a staple of growing up up in Scotland. Something that I've learned, um, which you might uh, be unaware of, is there seems to be a difference in rules for rounder depending on where you're from. All right. Because uh, at work, we were playing... Okay, first of all... Tangent. I don't think anyone's ever said um, the sentence, at work, we were playing rounders. But at work, I was playing rounders. Okay. With a group uh, at the beach. And um, one of the, the... The assistant instructor we had at the time, who was from the islands, had this big argument with one of the kids, and they were up from... Uh, oh, I can't remember where they were from. some Somewhere mainland Scotland, anyway over the the ruling of rounders and i was like this is weird i've never heard anyone argue about yeah i've never heard anyone argue about rounders um i thought it was a really simple game it is a really simple game and then i, I didn't think anything of it uh fast forward a few months playing rounders again on the beach with a different group and they're arguing about a different rule and i was saying is there just some sort of like region ruling for for some of these rules and rounders? That's so it's weird, bizarre. I mean, I suppose with me and you, we wouldn't notice if there was because I learned how to play rounders from my mum, and I imagine well, I learned you rounders from my family. Yeah, so yeah, our families are connected, so it's very likely that we just play with the same rules. But uh, yeah, that's so weird. Which are probably the wrong rules. <laughs> Are there right rules? It's not a proper sport. No. So it's well, it should it be. It should be. But it isn't. At. Yes. Um No. But other than that, like 
you know, I didn't do a lot of physical activity when I was a kid because, uh, I mean, I dancing a little, I did a bit of karate, um, but I never really liked sports. I always thought sports isn't for me. I'm a tiny, skinny, nerdy, loser girl, and I'm not welcome in the world of sports. Um, I was the same, except I wasn't a <laughs> tiny, skinny, loser girl. I was the small, scrawny, loser kid yeah. guy thing. You know, it's only in my adulthood, I think, that I've become interested in sports. With the exception of figure skating. I think when I was about 15... It was when the 2006 Olympics happened, Winter Olympics happened. It was in Torino, I think. And I watched all of the figure skating, all of it. Every single program, hours and hours worth. Uh, I recorded it all on VHS tape and I watched it all when I couldn't like watch it live. My family got really annoyed at me for hogging the main TV in the house because all I would do is watch figure skating. I watched the Euros... Like, the next year, I watched the Worlds the next year. I watched the following Olympics. I was just obsessed. Um, it was all because of this one figure skater called Brian Joubert, who is a French figure skater who was the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he won bronze at Torino. I need to double check. It's been a long time. Um, and he was, like, the world champion, I think, at one point. I really liked another figure skater I really liked was Johnny Weir. Um, and then for pairs, I really liked Isabelle Delabelle and Olivier Schoenfelder. And basically, I just got so into figure skating. Um, at the time, Scotland had ice dancers who were excellent. They were top 10, you know, excellent, excellent skaters. Sinead and John Kerr, um, you know, excellent skaters. Sinead and John Kerr, um, and they were just fantastic to watch, like, and it was nice watching it and being like, they're from Scotland, you know? Um, I didn't know that. I didn't know you yeah. were super into figure skating. Oh, I was mad into it. To the point where, like, I would go to my uh, youth theatre when I was doing my drama stuff and I'd talk about figure skating there and they'd just be, like, rolling their eyes, like, oh, Claire, what you like? Like, shut up. <laughs> we don't want to know. Nobody knows anything about this and you're coming and going, figure skating, figure skating, figure skating. I have never, well, I've ice skated before, but I've never, like, properly ice skated. I don't know how to skate. I just enjoy watching figure skate. I haven't watched it in years, though. I think the last time I watched figure skating was in 2008. Um, so I'm very behind. I don't know who anybody is anymore. Um, but I loved it. I love the idea of figure skating. Um, mostly because I've done a little bit of skating and... It's so hard trying, even concentrating on which direction I'm going is is hard, and the fact that these people, oh yeah, yeah, can do these crazy, crazy like spins and jumps and twerks, sack jumping on ice. I'm just <laughs> saying oh, that now. It's so dangerous. Um, it's terrifying. Um, one <laughs> thing that really interested me, um, because obviously I I loved watching figure skating when I was a teenager. Now I love watching ice hockey. Mm -hmm. um, the skates that figure skaters wear are entirely different. Like the blade and everything is totally different on a figure skater skate to an uh, yeah. a ice hockey player skate. Um, yeah, because the figure skaters have got the little um, 
jaggies on yeah, the front of it for, for like toe picks for like jumping um and landing and stuff and then like the edges are totally different as well because a lot of the jumps like um oh don't i used to be able to tell you the difference between like a lutz and a salco and all of that couldn't know maybe if i watched it like i'd be able to tell that that was a different jump but i can't remember the names for them anymore but the time i was like ah uh-huh. Double loops, triple salco. I don't even know if that's a thing. That's how out of the loop I am. <laughs> but I, I used to, I'd be like, oh, there's a good oh, flying dear. camel. and <laughs> Oh, and here come the twizzles. <laughs> like, I, I used to just know all this stuff about figure skating and it's completely escaped me now because I stopped watching it and I stopped paying attention. Um, But yeah, other than that, when I was in primary school, your uncle used to come around to my house all the time and hang out with my parents. Oh, yes, yes. Um, And he, yeah, he was mega, mega into Celtic at the time. Um, Okay. So football would be on in my house constantly uh, back then. Mm -hmm. Um, And I used to watch it every now and then. And I wouldn't say I hated it. I'd maybe say out loud that I hated it back then. I would watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't have to be in that room watching that at the time. Um, but I think a lot of that was like there was this sort of collective hero worship of Henrik Larson going on at the time. Um, I, th- I think this is nationwide. Oh, yes, yes. Um, so you'd <laughs> oh. go to school, and if you were playing football, because I did very, very briefly, all the boys be like, I'm going to pretend I'm Henrik Larson. Because he was a legend, you know? And that was something I was thinking about when I was talking about if Marc-Andre Fleury got traded from Vegas, I'd be so upset. When Henrik Larsson stopped playing for Celtic, Everyone that must have been heartbreaking. mad. Convinced. I think my dad still talks about it. <laughs> he has um, some like uh, like old Celtic VHSs and stuff, and he'd like be putting them on, and he'd have like the Henrik Larson tapes and whatever. An absolutely embarrassing memory of mine involving your dad and football. I say embarrassing; it was embarrassing at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scotland got to the World Cup in 1998. I think it was the last time we made it to the World Cup. I think it's the last time we um, qualified for anything as well. Oh yeah, yeah, 1998, Callum. That's forever ago. Uh, I was seven. Seven when this match happened. I was three. Oh, you would have been three and I would have been seven because my birthday's in August and yours yes. is in January. No, it's not. It's in March, but that's okay. It's in March, January. <laughs> I'm such a good friend, guys. Best friend. I remember everybody's birthday. But um, no, so Scotland versus Brazil. Oh, How nice. anybody thought there was a chance in hell Scotland <laughs> would ever win that escapes me because Scotland compared to brazil even back in 1998 nah it's not happening not happening um not in a million years nah so when brazil scored the first goal i got a huge fright <laughs> and i was like ah <laughs> and your dad thought i was celebrating and he was so annoyed <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me Oh, it was hilarious. He was like, wait, you're cheating for... (laughs) (laughs) It was great. Uh, I was so ashamed at the time, but, like, now I'm just like, that is so dumb. Like... Oh, that's brilliant. um, But, yeah, like, I actually enjoy watching football now, 
um i don't go out of my way to watch football yeah see like the world cup or the euros i'll watch that yeah, i find football really hard to get into um if it's on in the background um i don't mind it being on but i find it really hard to follow if it's on in the background because it, you, you see like oh the ball's there and then you look away and then the ball's there i think that's where um some sports like the nfl were more appealing mm. because you don't have to watch it because you can look because every play is individual plays um oh that's true actually with american football. whereas i would probably hate playing american football and i'd much rather play a game of football Mm. Um, it's like basketball. I love playing basketball, but my god, I couldn't. I can't watch basketball. The the last three minutes of basketball takes four hours, and I'm like, Ugh, just make it end. I hate. I it. will watch the World Cup and I will watch the Euros. Um, but see if I find a match boring, I just switch it off. But that's the thing. Like, I find more often that I find a football match boring to watch. Then I find like a hockey match boring to watch. Mm. Hockey is so fast paced. It's, you know, it's exciting to watch most of the time. I once watched an Ellie Kings uh, versus Devils game. That was horrendous. Uh, but that's the other thing. I think when there's a slow, boring game of hockey, it's so much more noticeable than it is with football. Um, because I'm used to watching this fast paced game where there's, oh, this happened, this happened, this happened. You have to like, really pay attention and before you know it like uh the period's up and it's it's you know interval and you're like oh what what, what happened where did the time go um, um do you find that it's easier to digest sport when it's split up into quarters like it is in most american sports than two longer halves yeah um hockey's three 20 minute periods but yeah definitely like i think if you break up the sport Obviously, I think in America, a lot of the reasoning behind that is that... Well, advertisements and... Yeah, they want the their like. ad breaks. Capitalism, man. Gotta get those ad breaks in. Um, but that's something I think the uh, Super Bowl has done fantastically for advertisers, is that people look forward to the adverts at the Super Bowl. I mean, I look forward to the adverts. On... Exactly. I, first of I've all... I've never watched a Super Bowl. But... I love American adverts. Um, oh, they're so they're just weird. So they're just so bad. The best ones are the barbecue sauce adverts because it, you, you can. There's a formula and it goes <laughs> kind of chunky guitar, and then it goes mm, barbecue sauce, and that's it. That's every <laughs> every barbecue sauce advert in the states. That's it. I hope there's Americans watching us <laughs> going, oh my god, how dare you? No, they won't be, because nobody likes, nobody <laughs> likes the ad breaks. Nobody. Um, apart from, this is a massive tangent and it's got nothing to do with sports, but my parents, when I was a kid, had this VHS tape, and it was one of those, uh, you know, blank VHS tapes that they recorded stuff on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was a VHS tape recording of Dumbo from 1987 I think okay uh but it was recorded from ITV also had loads of ad breaks so yeah. it had loads of ad breaks in it and me and my brothers used to watch this VHS tape of Dumbo and skip the Dumbo and watch the adverts um there was a there's a cherry coke advert and it was like cherry coca-cola cherry coke it's one of a kind um, that was off key, but uh, there was a Weetabix advert with a Weetabix dressed up as Michael Jackson. Um, 
yeah there was a, a beecham's you know like cold remedy advert and it's this guy sneezing and it goes quick take beecham's feel better fast um and the thing and that there was a cat going through a maze of toilet paper like it was great and i don't know why but see adverts from like the 80s and early 90s i love them i hate ad breaks now i can't deal with ads i don't watch tv they're so uh, dull yeah like how often are you going to see a bloody Weetabix dressed up as Michael Jackson? Fantastic television. They should bring back the days of great advertisements that were actually entertaining and engaging. Well, it's like, um, I watch the TV, I watch adverts. I don't remember any songs from any adverts from now. Obviously, I don't watch them, so that's maybe why. I remember there was these biscuits that kids used to get in their lunchbox called BMs. Um, and you know them in a, in a song yeah, from... Yeah. Uh, the Muppets. Um, it was BMBM. BMBM. And you'd go to school and every kid was singing the BM advert song. Um, and it's an experience my kids don't have because um, they just watch Netflix. Yeah, we just stream you everything. Know? We've got everything on demand, no ad breaks. Um, you're paying up front for it, but I actually think that's better. It's much better. Um, I was gonna. I was trying to think of like a way that it's worse, but really... Other than having option paralysis, it's not that bad. I suppose that's true. When I was a kid, you'd just watch whatever was on. And you'd memorise the TV schedule. It's like, oh, at five o'clock, it's Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then you have like a half hour until like Avatar comes on on Nickelodeon. So you have to watch whatever's on in between that. Let's flick to the Disney Channel and watch Kim Possible in the meantime. That's probably completely wrong. Because I don't think Dragon Ball Z, Kim Possible and Avatar were on. When I was watching Dragon Ball Z on the television, um, tangent. Welcome to our ad-friendly podcast. Yeah, we, we love ads. <laughs> we talk about ads. But this is the thing, like, just before we move on from this absolutely crazy tangent, if you do want to advertise for us, I've just stated that I like a good advert. I like an engaging advert. I like Weetabix dressed up as Michael Jackson. I like a good theme tune. So if you want to advertise with us... We'll do a good job. Just saying. We'll do the best job. It's never going to happen, Callum. That doesn't matter. <laughs> we can hope. Fingers crossed. <laughs> anyway, back to sports. Sports. Um. So did you, like, play any sort of sports? Other, well, obviously, other than your, your short football career. Um. Did you play any other sports when you were growing up? Or were you just kind of like, no, no sports for me? I did PE. <laughs> that was it. As I said, I had a very brief dancing, if you want to call that a sport. Some people say it is. I'd say it's a sport. Um, I did tap and ballet. Ooh. Didn't last very long. Did a couple of dancing displays. Got a, was it first steps qualification that I got when I was like six, seven? I don't know. Uh, but me and my cousin Alina went to dancing. Uh, I went to karate for a very, very brief time. Um, and then I didn't, I did netball, actually. Uh, and that's an interesting story because um, I did netball in first year of high school. And I started high school in 2001. Um, and the UK high school is like six years of your life. Um, so I was in first year of high school. I was on the netball team. And one day, September, uh, I get in the car after netball practice and my mum's like, oh, something awful happened in America today. And I was like, okay and she's like the twin towers got hit by planes <laughs> and i was like oh god but uh yeah so whenever i think of netball 
um 9 11 is what comes into my head because that's whoa that was where i was when 9 11 happened was at netball practice um and i got in the car and my mum told me um i guess it really is true <laughs> oh it is yeah uh, remember where you were when 9 11 happened i actually don't because uh, i was well a bit too young to be aware of it um yeah you were only a little kid so um, uh, i don't remember where i was and i apologize <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need to apologize. You were a kid. I'm sorry. Um, but no, it is. Like, I think if you're of an age where you have the capacity to remember, you just remember exactly where you were when it happened. Because it was big. Like, it was everywhere, all over the news, even over here. Um, yeah. So I was a netball practice. I actually played in a couple of netball tournaments. Yeah. But I think that's like the the most sport I've done, except maybe if you ask the Olympic Committee, uh, about parkour because parkour for me is not a sport parkour isn't a form of gymnastics parkour is free running it's a way of life it's just free running it's like learning to overcome obstacles basically yeah. overcome um, obstacles and be able to fall without hurting yourself well i can fall without hurting myself i can't do much of the other stuff <laughs> i'm good at rolling very good at rolling um that's something i'm really good at is um falling without hurting myself that's a lie, Callum. You broke your back once. I didn't fall. I jumped. There's a difference. <laughs> he can fall without hurting himself, but he can't jump without hurting himself. Prime example for me is mountain biking. Now, anyone who knows me, I am not very handy on a bike. From the youngest age, I've always, I've always been shit on a bike. So part of my work is to go mountain biking. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, I obviously am not allowed to run mountain biking sessions, but sometimes I assist when um, um, my my colleagues uh, need help, and and someone else can't come in and help. Um, and I think just about every session, apart from the last one we just did there on Saturday, which I felt pretty good about, but pretty much every session or every training day, I have had what looks like if you filmed it and watched it back, it looks like it was a monstrous crash. But I just kind of roll out of it and I'm fine. Um, there was one where we went going down just an easy trail in the castle grounds. There was a little kind of cut off shortcut that takes you back down onto the road so you can go around and do the, the trail again. So we go down there and then there's this big log. And I look at the log and go, I'm going to hit that log. And sure enough, uh, I hit that log. The log moves away underneath the wheel the wheels just meshes into the ground and the bike just flips over throwing me just kind of like past a tree and then the bike kind of hit into the tree and i roll rolled away oh, got god. up and everyone was like oh my god are you okay <laughs> I'm like yep yep i'm fine uh my favorite of your biking accidents was that uh bike ramp that you found outside your work or something um we were trying to plan a session for like a beginner's like to to doing like drum, jumps and drops and stuff and we find these wooden pallets behind the center but we've got a big container at the center um for i guess for context i work in an outdoor center if anyone hadn't guessed from that um i am an he outdoor does, like co-steering and kayaking and all that cool cool stuff like his job is so cool it's very so good. cool it's very good i'm very i fortunate. work in insurance very boring so yeah, we find all these wooden pallets and stuff, and one of them was built into like this ramp. Um, so we're like, oh, cool, this will be great. So we set them up and stuff and kind of put them together to make this little trail. And because I'm such an inexperienced and not very good biker, 
if I can do it, the general punters can do it. So I go, <laughs> I go to just go off this ramp, and I have this real bad habit of just throwing myself at everything, even though I know I can't do it. So I come charging at this ramp. I go over the ramp, land it perfectly, go to brake. My hand slips off my back brake, and I slammed on the front brake. Oh God! And I just went right over the handlebars. Again, um, rolling. I did. I did end up with some nasty bruises, but um, just in the car park, just rolling, and we never ended up running that session because I was a moron. Um, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. well, if Callum's going to hurt himself, somebody's going to actually hurt themselves. So we have an uncle who's probably had far worse bike injuries than you. Oh yes, um, and he still gets on his bike. Which is insane. Yeah, some of the some of the stories. I mean, he broke his back too riding a bike, but that wasn't his fault like at all. He was involved in an accident. Um, yeah, but I just remember him being in a back breaks, a back brace. He had surgery on his arm and stuff that time. Um, I remember going the moral to visit of that him. Story. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh, sorry, Karen. no, no. I was just gonna say the moral of that story is always wear a helmet. Yeah. Oh, I've got a good story for that in a second as well. Oh, God. But I remember going to, to visit after um, he had one of his crashes. And the first thing he said to me, he was in the hospital, and he went, Callum, do you want to see my arse? Oh, he skinned his butt. Uh, and it I was, was like, really bad. Not really. And then he rolled over this sheet, like the little like paper sheet thing oh. that they put down was stuck to it. The skin had come right off his buttocks, and it was Oh, so gross. So cool, though. It, it, is, it is really cool. Our family likes a good injury that you live from and survive oh, and yes. have a whole life after it. Definitely. But, like, a good, a good, oh, like, look at this. This is real bad. Like, and it's just some mangled. Like, I also remember, this has nothing to do with sports, but one of my brothers went to give blood and it kind of went wrong a little bit and the needle didn't go into his vein, but blood had started coming out of his vein and it was, like, under his skin. So it was, like, it looked like a giant bruise all down the inside of his oh, forearm. That's right. And it was disgusting, but it was so cool. It was really like, cool. It was really mushy as well. I was like, oh! What? <laughs> so good. Love it. Oh, it's um, nasty. Um, I think the worst sort of, in very common, sporting injury I've ever had, uh, barring like the, the number of times I fell on the blaze pitch at high school, because I don't know if they have these in America, but or anywhere else in the world, apart from the UK, but uh, Blaze Pitch, it's like uh, they don't have them anymore. Like Thank my old God. school doesn't have it. It's like um, gravel, basically. Um, red, like reddish brown gravel. Uh, and if you fell on it, you'd end up with like 17,000 tiny little bits of gravel stuck in your knees. Mm-hmm. Awful bad stuff. And, oh, it's awful. The other one was... Um... Because I, I, I kind of grew up just as they were kind of sort of phasing out blaze pitches out, um, and they replaced they replaced the blaze pitch that we had with this um, kind of like a precursor to astroturf. Um, but it was basically fake grass covered in salt. Oh God! Or it, it was kind of like salt. This sort of and I was I like, never why would that. you do that? So you f- you fall on it. Okay, you graze your knee, and then your knee fills up with salt. Uh... Um, I remember we would. Um, because we don't have any like good quality like grass pitches, we would play shinty on um, this kind of salt turf, and you could you can look at. I've still got my my old camen, uh, the stick that we use, and the whole bottom of it is just kind of like sandpapered. <laughs> 
you can you can see how like kind of weirdly worn it is on the bottom purely from hitting it on this yeah this salty substance that but would just get everywhere the problem with grass pitches in scotland is that it rains so much here like the maintenance that is required to keep a proper grass pitch alive and well is far too much for like yeah. a high school or a nightmare you know a community center to deal with so it's just fake like that's why we had blaze that's why we have astroturf the cheapest um nastiest but, stuff yeah which the new astroturf is made up of well fake grass and these little black um rubber balls um my worst sporting injury aside from blaze pitches and all of that though um i know i said parkour isn't a sport despite what the olympic committee says because it isn't but uh, i went to roots of movement I think it was the third Roots of Movement I went to. Roots of Movement was this um, Scottish parkour event where um, the time I went, it was in Kelvin Hall. And I almost, I was just dead after that. Like, my whole body ached. I worked so hard. I did so much cool stuff. But uh, they set up tons of, like, rigs that you could do um, free movement on. They had little workshops that you could do. You go around the stations and do all the different ones. And the coolest part is where I hurt myself. Um, there was the Glasgow Museum of Transport, which was in the Kelvin Hall building. Um, oh, yes. And you'd go up all these multiple stairs, but it was connected to Kelvin Hall, which was like a, like a sports arena slash um, giant gym hall, I guess. I went to see a... Um, indoor athletics event there when i was a kid as well which is a different story um but this was after they'd moved the glasgow museum of transport to the new riverside museum building the whole part where the transport museum had been was empty and it's weird for me because that was such a huge part of my childhood the transport museum my little brother uh, had cancer and the hospital he was in was just up the hill from this museum so my parents used to take us there all the time like in between visiting hours uh, so going in there and seeing this place completely devoid of the old giant buses and the big old locomotives that were in there, like on display, was mental. Smelled the same though. I have a thing about smells, like nostalgic smells. Um, mm. But regardless of that, they'd set up this parkour sta- uh, station and it was a whole setup surrounding this fake train platform. And it was really cool. Like, I'm not joking, it was fantastically cool. Um, Because the place was exactly the same, they'd just taken all the vehicles out of it. (laughs) Um, But I went to do, like, a cat jump, like, cat claw thing. Yeah, yeah. And I bashed my knee off the side of the fake platform, which was just solid concrete, but I bashed it really badly, and the whole thing just swole up and I couldn't walk on it. Oh, no. And then I couldn't do anymore. And then there was like Roots of Movement was a two day event. And I couldn't go the next day. Um, I was just, oh, it was so bad, completely destroyed. Oh, I've been gutted. I was, I was, because well. I spent money on it as well. Um, uh, how old were you at that point? It was after I had Luke. I would have been like twenty two, I think. So I wasn't like a teenager or anything. Um, yeah. You can blame my good friend Fiona for getting me into parkour because she's into all this stuff. She does downhill biking, she does parkour, she does uh, ice hockey. Yeah, she's mad. All those cool things. Yeah, and bungee jumping. She's bungee jumped before. I could never do oh, that. Oh, could you do? I couldn't. I couldn't do a bungee jump. 
I don't like the idea of the free fall part. See if it was already taught. I think you can do them. Um, it was basically like a giant swing. Okay. If it was already taught. I'd be more than happy to do these massive I things. I couldn't. But the fact that you've got this. What if it breaks? What if fall, it breaks? I'm what just... if it breaks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like skydiving. Yeah. What if your parachute doesn't work? Nah, mm -hmm. nah, 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 nah. Um, but no thanks. I'm very much of the opinion like i don't really like roller coasters i will go on them if somebody's like oh i need somebody to go on this roller coaster with me i'll do it but i don't enjoy it at all um for me i'm very much like but why would you want to feel like you're going to die because the feelings that those things evoke are the feelings of i'm going to die in like a second yeah <laughs> and i'm just not into that at all getting pumped up with all that fight or flight adrenaline and just going oh no 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 doesn't appeal to me uh contrary to popular belief i am not an adrenaline junkie i hate it he does enjoy jumping off cliffs though i do love a good jump um great jumps there's some lovely lovely super deep water spots along the coast of the island that are just great for jumping off and there's just something so satisfying about going Woo! sploosh it's great. See, I'm not... I'm a strong enough swimmer that I think I'd be fine. But I don't have confidence in my swimming, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, um, even at the swimming baths, if I, if I go to, like, the deep end, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, what if I can't swim? Even though I'm swimming. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Um, so it's like I'd be happy to go kayaking or something. Because I know I would be fine. But... I don't know, adding like a free fall jump into water to that sort of, oh god, this water's so deep. <laughs> like, nah. Yeah. Dunno. But at the same time, with everything that we do, um, and I would I would do this anyway, is we always wear like buoyancy aids, wetsuits, which adds quite a lot of buoyancy. So it's actually, first of all, really hard to actually swim. You just sort of float and move yourself around. <laughs> um, kind of like a jellyfish. You just go, bloof. Okay, Callum. Bloof. I might be sold. So... It's pretty great. And even if you're not wearing a buoyancy aid, which, you know, sometimes, like, if we're going down for, like, personal stuff, I'll just be, like, at the coast, I'll stick my wetsuit on. The wetsuit adds just enough buoyancy that you're like, I can't sink. It's great. To the point where I'm so used to swimming with all this floaty equipment on. I went to the, the swimming baths, well, not recently, the last year. And, Was uh, this the time that you went with us? Yes. Yeah. And I didn't understand... Why? I couldn't float. You were like, this is so like, tiring. I'm, I'm so high. I have to keep myself. And normally you just kind of like lie there and go, ah, oh. look at all these mountains. Nope. Swimming without a buoyancy aid is hard. It's hard work. You've got to keep yourself afloat. That's See, awful. See, I can swim, but I can't do the breaststroke. I can't okay. do the breaststroke. I do the breaststroke and I, like, I'm fine for like three strokes. And then I slowly submerge into the... just. Little by little, I start going into the water. I don't know why. I can do a front crawl and I can do a back crawl. Absolutely no problem, and I love that. But, um, yeah, not a breaststroke person. Maybe I'll learn how to do it one day and I'll unlock the secret to it, but not so far. And I'm in my 30s now. It is a secret that is only granted to a select few. The breaststroke. The breaststroke? <laughs> the breaststroke. <laughs> the breaststroke. <laughs> <laughs> it's the stroke you do underwater but only once oh ridiculous oh dear that was 
Um, yeah, so the one thing I do want to talk about, uh, which is the one thing that it actually got me into doing my job, um, is rock climbing, which I sort of picked up when I was about 15 in school. Um, and that was because during PE, my PE teacher, who eventually became my um, former boss at work, um, which is crazy, um, but he was a uh, my sub PE teacher, and instead of playing football indoors, which I hated, I hated it. It was awful. I was like, "Can we just go to the climbing wall at the sports center?" And he was like, "Yeah, that's fine. Um, as long as there's like three of you, it's it's cool." So we did. Um, so we spent every week for PE at the indoor climbing wall at the sports center um, in Stornoway. And that just sparked this, like, I love this. And I didn't think of it as sport at the time. I still kind of don't think of it as sport mm. because it's such a kind of casual, like, personal experience thing. Um, or at least I find it to be. A lot of people do go for the, go hard, climb hard. Um, but I'm not interested in that. And yeah, so through my, like, mid to late teenage years was just like climbing i was focused on climbing i loved climbing and then i fell out of doing it when i went to college and stuff mm. and i came back and then uh i was working crappy jobs and it wasn't like it's like three years down the line i just got this spark of like i need to go climbing so i went to the sports center again went climbing a lot and um, started meeting with uh there was a climbing club at the time and then we started doing some more outdoor stuff um, so outdoor climbing, learning about rigging and things like that. And then eventually all of that somehow managed to... It's kind of a long story, but uh, ended up flopping me into the job I'm doing now, um, where I take groups out climbing and all the other things that I have to do as well. I've um, tried climbing twice. Once when I was a little kid. Uh, it was my friend's birthday, I think. Um, and me, my big brother, and my friend went to Glasgow Climbing Centre, and we we did a little bit. Uh, and my older brother did really, really well at it. He was doing the uh, difficult beginners wall. Um, uh huh. I think I got halfway up the the sort of easiest wall, and then gave up and was like, "I'm not doing this anymore." Because sports, physical exercise. Oh my god! Like I was eight or nine, you know. Um, and then later on, my when Xscape opened, actually, Xscape has a climbing wall. Oh my! Uh, and it was Matthew's birthday, and he wanted to do a bunch of different stuff at Xscape, and I was like, "Fine, I'll do wall climbing with you." It was fun, but I completely couldn't get my body to understand. Like in my head, I understood completely what I was supposed to be doing, mm -hmm. but. My body could not cope with the idea of, no, 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 it's not upper body strength. It's all in your legs, Claire. It's all in your legs. Nope. I was, like, hanging on from this wall with my arms. <laughs> like, that's not how you do it. <laughs> but it's the natural, like, human response is to, like, use your arms. Um, when, in fact, actually, first of all, you're way more balanced if you're using your legs. You feel more stable. Oh, for sure. And... Like, they're just much bigger than your arms. Mm. It's, it's logical, but for some weird reason, like, I think if I tried going back and doing it a few times, mm -hmm. eventually I would get it and I would do it and I'd be fine. But the two times I've done it, it's just never been the natural way of things. So I've struggled. Um, 
But it's annoying because like my little brother got it immediately. He just got it straight off the bat. He was climbing up and down and all of that. And I just couldn't do it. <laughs> like my, my body could not physically understand what it was I was meant to be doing. Also, a lot of the time you find, um, especially with kids, is that body types actually matter. Um, so when... Um, was it was it Matthew, sorry, who got it straight away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because um, we're quite similar body types. Yeah, you've got the swimmer's body, as I would say. <laughs> Skinny, gangly, and very bendy. Um and people like that tend to be on a like the technical side of climbing. Mm. Pick it up a lot quicker. Um purely because first of all, their legs bend that high anyway. Like they can bring their, their foot up to their chest mm. and they're like, Oh, there we go, they've my foot's on the hold. Um and then obviously they've got the stretch in the arms as well. Which is really interesting because normally we're we're kind of taught to like teach everyone as if they're like equals like the same methods and stuff. Yeah. Um, whereas in fact, actually you need to kind of teach and explain and demonstrate different based on body types, which is something that, well, especially, well, me anyway, not very comfortable in kind of mentally differentiating people by body types, um, because it, it is kind of like an awkward subject for a lot of people. Oh yeah. Um, and everybody has like body hangups and stuff and you don't want to accidentally mm -hmm. press somebody's buttons in terms of that. You don't want to trigger anything. You don't want to upset someone. Exactly. Um, or cause any conflict um, when you're just trying to help. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe um, me and you can go climbing one day and you can show me the secrets. We definitely should. That'd be good. Um, after our kayaking adventure. Kayaking, obviously. climbing... Next time we see each other is just going to be a great big giant adventure. It's going to be great. Because um, I don't think I've seen you in more than a year now. It's It's been absolutely crazy. So this this pandemic's like, normally I'd have seen you maybe three or four mm. times by now. Yeah, for sure. It's really annoying. Really annoying, Claire. I know. <laughs> I just want to see my friends again. Yeah. My own mum hasn't met my baby. Ah. That does suck. That does suck. But everything sucks just now, you know? Yeah. It's one of those things. Oh. Oh. What's your favourite thing about sports? Sports in general or... I guess, what's your favourite thing about watching sports rather than doing sports? favourite thing about watching sports. Um, Very rarely do I watch sports by myself. Um, I'm always, like, going somewhere to watch sports, so I'll watch sports with... My uncle, I watched the NFL with my uncle, or there was a few times where we stayed up and chatted online with the hockey on in the background. Yeah, yeah, that was Or so attempted fun. to a few times. Generally, I'm not watching a lot of sports by myself, so I think a lot of what I enjoy about sports is having something that you can kind of get a bit riled up about with other people, whether or not they're riled up about the same team or a different team, the opposing team. It's that kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i got to get this like conflict emotions out without having actual conflict in your life maybe um or that's what that's what i get about it, mm. like team sports and stuff you do you get you get kind of like passionate and into it and you learn a little bit about the individual players you find players that you like prime example would be in the bears i unpopular opinion i really liked M mitchell trubisky even though he just had bad games he was just rubbish and he's now being benched for nick Foles, but but I liked, I liked him. I liked him. I was like, oh, Mitch, come on, buddy. You can do it. And I was really rooting for him. I just like, oh. I um, love it. 
that's what I love about sports. No, but that's fine. <laughs> I know that wasn't a real like, answer. That is a real <laughs> that was answer. Just mostly noise. You enjoy watching it with but other yeah, that's people. What I like you enjoy about watching sports. other people's reactions. You enjoy partaking in that with other people. Uh, but you made me remember Gran, or, or Gran. She um she watched a game of football at my house once when I was a kid, and I remember her getting really uptight. Um, she she was like, "This is why I don't watch sports." She got so into it uh, that she was like clenching her fists and being like, "Come on!" Like getting really really upset when things went badly for people or they didn't <laughs> score a goal. Um, and I just remember her being so into it and so upset. Uh, and she's like, I, I can't watch this. It's too much for her. So she doesn't watch sports. But just that, you know, you you saying that people get really into it. I love that too. Um, but for me, like I watch sports by myself most of the time, unless it's football, because me and Stuart will watch like, mm -hmm. you know, the World Cup together, for example, if it's on. But for me, I think I mentioned this earlier, it's all about those unexpected moments something happens that you did not expect it comes out of left field um whether that's a good thing or a bad thing um because see even though like as i said i tried to block the whole sharks versus vegas thing out of my mind but <laughs> that was a defining moment for my team and for the sharks in that playoff season so yeah like we lost that series in that game and those minutes where that was happening it just all happened so fast i don't think anybody expected it to go down like that um and as much as i hated it personally those are my favorite moments um mm -hmm. because it's a bit like to nerd out um it's a bit like playing D. &D. you're playing D, D. you have no idea what's going to happen whether you're the the dungeon master or a player you don't know how that's going to play out. There's a plan. There's a, an idea. But the way things go down, it could surprise everyone. And I love watching sports for that. Like, for that one mm -hmm. just, oh my god, oh my god, like, heart-stopping moment. Like, it's just great, in my opinion. I would agree. I definitely love that. Um, because you can't, on paper, one team or one, you know, athlete is better than another. It's Look at their like stats. Facts. Yeah. On paper, this is it. They are better, they're faster, they're stronger. Um, and then for whatever reason, uh, be it some sort of just, you know, the ball is fudged the wrong way and it's taken into the hands of this fortunate guy in the corner. Or the puck just hits off the wall funny and it bounces off and then, you know, the sharks get it. Assholes. And, you know, scoring amazing. <laughs> Sorry. <Go> yeah. Um, <laughs> These things happen, so it's never a surefire like, oh, this team's crap and this team's really good, therefore the team that's really good is going to win. I also absolutely love watching people who are so much better at something than I could ever hope to be doing what they're great at. Like Marc-Andre Fleury, the reason I love watching him is he dives about the shop. It's like he does some of the weirdest, craziest saves you've ever seen in your life and he moves in a way that you're just like, how? How did he do that? And and it's the same for every player, really. Like, those moments where they just pull off a screamer of a move that you've never seen anybody do before. Or, or you can't quite understand or comprehend how their body did that. Like, that's so cool. I can't do that. Like, awesome. You know? Yeah. Watching people at the top of their game is 
the best thing. The NFL equivalent of that would be like someone like Patrick Mahomes or something for the Kansas City Chiefs. I hate the Chiefs, but damn, I love watching that boy throw a ball. I never thought I would ever say that I enjoyed watching that guy throw a ball in my life. <laughs> no, I was just going to ask how you feel about the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, uh. <laughs> okay, right. Everyone thinks Dak Prescott got was... Okay, first of all, oh my goodness. If anyone hasn't seen Dak Prescott's leg break, oh, ah, uh, poor guy. Oh, God. I'm gonna, he's what, like, what's his Dak name? Dak Prescott, he's the quarterback for the Cowboys. Uh, it just happened last week. Um, I'm going to watch this. But uh, no, I have a thing about sports injuries as well. Not in a, oh my God, I love seeing, I hate that. I think it's awful when somebody gets badly injured. Because um, as I said, I love seeing people at the top of their game. And when someone at their top of the game gets hurt that badly, that they, you're not sure if they'll ever play again, that breaks my heart. That's that's hard. But at the same time, like I have this weird morbid curiosity about these things. Like as we were saying, I, I enjoy seeing like oh look at my big cut that uh-huh. i got from when i fell off my bike like that is cool yeah um and also really gross and horrible but as long as the person's fine mm-hmm. it's all right but i um i think it was in the 80s there was a hockey player called clint malarchuk uh, and he took uh he was a, a goaltender and this was before they had net guards uh, and he took a skate to the throat oh yeah uh, and there was blood all over the ice. People thought he was going to die because his throat got slit. He survived. But I watched that clip. Even though, like, that's a horrible thing to watch. Um, I have this weird morbid curiosity. Like, I remember watching, uh, speaking of uh, Henrik Larsson earlier, I remember watching Henrik Larsson's leg get broken. Oh, I watched that. It was... uh, oh. And that was gross. That was just gross. Um, but, you know, he went on to play football after that. Um like if I if if something terrible happens on on the ice or on the pitch or whatever, I don't like that. I hate it. I think it's awful. But sometimes I think, like um, for example, like our parents are in podiatry. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one point where I I considered doing that myself and going into like uh sports rehabilitation because I am fascinated by sports injuries. I find them really really fascinating and interesting. Very weird. I don't care. I'm going to watch that later. <laughs> I hope he's all right. Yeah. Um, sorry, it wasn't a leg break. It was just a, a, a gruesome leg injury is what it's quoted as. Um, but yeah, no, I was just saying that um, everyone, everyone's like, oh, Dak Prescott's a great quarterback. He's not. The Dallas Cowboys offensive line's just so good that he's got five years to throw the ball, and that's why the Cowboys are good. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> I mean, no, okay. Right, in fairness, they are a solid team, but I, I don't like the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, um, there's a little bit of that in hockey as well, because a lot of people talk about how, oh, you know, a team's totally built on like a goaltender. There's a lot of people who place big importance on a goaltender because mm-hmm. if you have a good goaltender that no goals are getting passed, great. But as far as I'm concerned, most of the goals, most of the shots shouldn't be getting past the D-men. Like... Your defense should be solid. Yeah. Um, if your goalie doesn't need to work, then you've got a good team. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you should have a good goalie. I love watching goalies. Goaltenders are my favorite players in hockey. But I don't know. And I, I think a lot of people as well, it's like, oh, they're great scoring, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of people just really, really place the focus on the goaltender rather than the defense or obviously your, your attacking players. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like in terms of 
team sports that I've seen, defence never gets the same attention as anything else. No. And that upsets me because I love a good D-man. Like um, Pietrangelo, he's a fantastic player, but I'm pretty sure he's a D-man. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see him because uh, I'm sad we lost Nate Schmidt. He's a good player, but yeah, I'm excited to see him play for us. I'm always going back to hockey, James. I know. <laughs> Welcome I to HockeyCast. Hockey! Yay! Uh, if you could kayak anywhere in the world, where would it be? Ooh, I don't know. Probably, and this is like cliche because you do it all the time, but somewhere in Harris. My like, answer is somewhere in Harris, but um, we'll get to that in a second. Is it, oh, is it that place with the cool name? I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, it's down a wee place called Renegadale. Renegadale, that was it. And That's actually, yeah. It has got to be one of my favourite places on earth. It is wonderful. To be fair, Harris is filled with absolutely spectacular places. Mm-hmm. It's it's a place of wonders, and I love it. Um, Renegadale has this path. This is going completely off topic now. Um, but it has this path. Well, actually, it's quite a popular mountain bike trail, so there we go. It's called the Postman's Path. The road to Renegadale was built in 1989. So it wasn't accessible other than this path and by sea. Insane. So what the postman would do... Um, is walk from Renegadale and walk along this path. And there's a few abandoned villages along the path, which you see if you do the walk. It's really good, actually. Um, and he'd walk that three times a week. And he'd take note of everyone's shopping lists and take that to Tarbert. And it goes from Renegadale to Tarbert. And it goes up this massive hill that zigzags all the way up. It's really... It's quite a tough climb. Um, and people do that on the bikes. It's insane. There's like hairpin corners and oh, it's super Ooh, techie and really... That like, sounds so fun. Um, super sketchy as well. It's like terrifying. Um, that I was wouldn't do it. the first mountain bike trail that I ever did. Oofed. Um, I didn't know it was going to be that hard. Um, we, 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 we did it the other way, so we were pushing up the bikes up the zigzags as opposed to going Jeez. down. Jeez. Um, and Your it was hard. Legs. It was hard work. Um, even just like on just not we weren't even on the bikes we're just pushing the carrying the bikes along and it was just oh such a slog but it's a gorgeous part place of the world but anyway he'd take the shopping list to tarbert and then they would ferry the shopping from tarbert and drop it off in renningdale that's insane the last postman to walk the path actually still lives there which is really cool. amazing and um, his name's kenny and he loves chats he will come out we'll go we go out kayaking there regularly and he'll pop out with his big walking stick and walk around and be like, oh, hello, how's it going? I'm like, oh, hey, Kenny. And you'll be stuck there trying to take these punters out kayaking, which they've paid for. Um, but you'll be stuck for 15 minutes talking to Kenny. <laughs> well, you can't, you can't just ignore someone like that. No. Um... Like, one of my favourite things about your part of the world, because I'm, like, hundreds of miles away on mainland, but... Um... One of my favourite things about the part of the world that you live in is how nice most people are. Uh, we went to Scalpy and we walked to the lighthouse in Scalpy. Uh, and my eldest son has terrible travel sickness uh, and he'd been sick everywhere and we'd stopped the car not far from someone's house. And they saw us taking this like boy out of a car who was covered in vomit. Um, and he came out with like baby wipes and kitchen roll... Uh, and a drink of water for him. Oh, didn't have a clue so who sweet. we were. It's like just this poor boy, like covered in sick. And he's like, "Oh my god, let me help." Um, and it was just like there's so few places in the world where that's the norm. Mm-hmm. But genuinely, anytime I've been up there, 
most of the people are you know they'll help you no matter what they're just good people um yeah it's... i mean not to generalize obviously i'm sure there are some assholes but <laughs> for the most part like it's it's a really welcoming and lovely place yeah um, especially especially like in harris and like down near scalpy as well it's just like lovely everyone's just so nice but yeah. yeah nice place to leave it i suppose that's a great place to leave it so be kind everyone wine I mean, be kind, yes. Now wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you have better priorities um, than I do. So what would you rate it out of 10? I would give it a 6. I think I would agree. It's, I think I'd go 5.5. 5. Um, it's nice. It's pleasant. It's just not fantastic. It's, it does it's, exactly um, what it says on the bottle. It's wine and it tastes fine. It's a tempranil. Yeah, it's just, it's just a nice standard wine, I guess. Yeah. It's not bad. Um, I quite like it. I mean, I I use I drink it quite regularly. I say regularly yeah. when it's on sale. It's an it's an affordable and pleasant wine. Yes. Um. And uh, everyone should no. That's a lie. I should not promote. Everyone should drink it. <laughs> <laughs> Get yourself a <laughs> bottle of wine and play some sports. <laughs> Go for sports. it. Sports. Um. Yeah. One day we'll drink sports. the good stuff. One day we'll be drinking like champagne or Chateauneuf de Pape. Yeah, once we make enough money, we will uh, we will be drinking some high class stuff. When we're but rich, right now it's five pound bottles of wine. Well, I think it was actually. I don't know. How two pounds something because we've got a tiny bottle, but we got the little bottles. We got the uh, like hundred and eighty-seven mils of wine. It's like a large glass of wine. Wasn't bad. Wasn't great. Good enough. Just like this podcast. Good enough. We should change the name. <laughs> the Good Enough Podcast. The Good Enough Podcast. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at Inverus. At Inverus. You can follow me at Callum Blaine if you like. Um, and me at Brave underscore Burp. I mostly tweet trash. I mostly tweet uh, predictions for future um, championship sports. <laughs> <laughs> Which are coming true. I swear it. I swear it. Hopefully. I hope they don't lose. Uh, I really hope too. so. I don't want to see I'll you cry. sad. I'll absolutely cry. It'll be, so, it'll be so funny though. If they get to like, if they get anywhere near the Super Bowl, I'll be like, wow. <laughs> Can't believe it. My predictions are coming true. I am a seer of future. A seer. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> Good night, everyone.